Okay, we're back with the Southern Arizona Hiking Club here with Pat. How are you, Pat? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for coming. So uh, the Southern Arizona Hiking Club, for somebody that's, you know, never heard about it, could you maybe just give a brief, a brief um, of, you know, intro about what it is, um, how, you know, how to join all that stuff? Sure. Um, we are a hiking club founded in 1958. And um, we currently have over 600 members. Uh, it's a great social opportunity. It's a great outdoors opportunity. And um, it's just all around a good organization. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little prejudiced. I happen to be on the board of directors, but yeah. I've been a member for 25 or 28 years or something. So um, yeah, it's just a wonderful organization. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that you've seen it really evolve over the years, 25 years. That's that's amazing. So you said it, it how you know, how has it changed a bit? Now you say it has 600 members now. When you first joined, you know, how many members were there? Well, when I first joined, we had over a thousand members, and that would have been in 1996. Oh, wow. However, yeah, with the addition of um, a Green Valley Hiking Club, an Oro Valley, a Saddlebrook, a Sarita, many different, and then the meetup groups, of course, um, there are different opportunities for different people. And many of the um, newer clubs have kind of uh, modeled our style for how they set theirs up but it has taken away a few of our members okay so yeah the uh the southern arizona hiking was the first ones to do it yes yes ah, okay that's awesome and um so you so but you guys do take care of you know you guys cover those areas that they cover as well oh we accept people from all over um as members, yes, from all over the country. We have people from out of the country. We have a lot of winter visitors, of course, who come and um, visit. Yeah, like from Seattle, those cold states. Oh, yes, and from back east, from the Midwest, yes. Ah, okay, that's awesome. How often do they come down? Maybe just for those special special hikes, or do they come uh, no, down No, we have, we have several of the people, many of the people live here in the winter and then elsewhere in the summer. That's right. So, um, one of the things they often do is when they first arrive, uh, they join them, they take a temporary membership, which is a one month membership and they pay $10 and they figure out whether they like the style of our hiking or not. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, within a matter of a week or two, they're back with a full year round membership yeah. and they come yeah. back every winter and hike with us. Yep, that's exactly how I got started too. I did the, uh, the one day... No, I, I believe it was you get two, two free, you know, to test them out. And after the right. first one, we just purchased the whole year. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you mentioned so a little bit that people, you know, they want to test out, um, you know, the hiking, um, just the difficulties. So um, how do you guys, I know, you know, I know the answer to this, but for people that don't, how do you guys separate and let people know about the hiking levels and you know, the difficulties and things like that. Certainly. We have um, four degrees of difficulty, we call it. So we start with a D height, D like David. And that means it's under three miles and it's um, up to 500 feet of elevation gain. And then we progress to a C hike, which is up to eight miles 
and it'll have up to 1,500 feet of elevation gain. Then we have a B, like boy, uh, which is something under 16 miles, and it'll have up to 3,000 feet of elevation gain. And then we have A hikes, which are for the really hardy hikers, and there's no limit for the number of miles, the amount of elevation gain. Uh, now, some hikes will have a plus sign after the designation, and that means maybe there's a lot of rock hopping, boulder um, hopping. Uh, maybe it's a fast pace hike, so the guide intends for them to do three or four miles per hour, regardless of the difficulty. So it lets people be aware of what they're signing up for, basically. Yes. yes. I, I, oh, I'm sorry. My audio seems to be a little bit distorted. Um, hello? Okay, yes. that, sound, that sounds better. Um, so what I was going to say is for the people that don't know, you mentioned guides. Um, you know, so each hike has their own guide, right? Right. Our guides are all volunteers. They go through training with an experienced guide before they're allowed to guide on their own. Um, they're tested for their skills, their knowledge, their leadership abilities. And we currently have 44 active guides. We have a list of about 100 guides. And those are people who do a specific hike. I mean, the ones between 40 and 100, uh, those do a specific hike maybe once or twice a year, but the ones who hike every month and guide hikes regularly, number 44 currently. Oh, wow. So yeah. definitely many hikes to choose from, many guides to choose from. And uh, right now, you know, there's summertime, it's, you know, 100 degrees very early. Uh, do you guys just make your hikes earlier in the day to beat the heat or do you just, you know, bring extra water and shade and things well, like that? We have several different techniques we do to maximize our hiking and still uh, be in the heat. So the main thing we do in these hot months is go up to Mount Lemmon. Uh, it's 9,000 feet in elevation. So of course it's gonna be 20 degrees cooler than it is here. However, there's often more rain up there. So that's something you have to look out for. Ooh, Although especially right now, in the same season. Yes. But we're really appreciating what little rain there is. At yeah. any rate, that's one thing we do. We also um, have hikes down here in the desert, but we start at daybreak, 4.35 in the morning, and we're out way before the heat gets really intense. Um, we make sure our people carry lots of water and have lots of salty snacks because the salty snack is very important. Um, Ooh, really, how does that help out? Well, you know, I'm not a scientist and I'm not a medical person, so I don't really understand. <laughs> I understand the concept, but I'm not sure I could explain it. But um, it, it balances your electrolytes, basically. Um, so if you don't have salty snacks, then your body's not absorbing what it needs to carry on. Um, so it's important to carry peanuts, pretzels, um, just salty snacks and keep munching on them. Yes. And um, so another thing that I wanted to get into is uh, the website. So for people that, you know, are interested in, in joining or just, you know, lo looking at what you guys do, checking out your bulletin, which is something that I wanted to get into a little later. Um, you guys have this amazing website. Could you let people know about it? You know, the, uh, the URL, all that great stuff. Right. 
Um, yes, it's GOSAC, G-O-S-A-H-C.org, and that's for Southern Arizona Hiking Club. And if you just um, wander around that website, you'll find the membership application, a listing of hikes we do, we have done, we plan to do, um, how you can become a member, what the cost is, which actually is just $25 a year. Um, and that's really a very low price for the amount of recreation that we um, provide. And we are a, um, well, we incorporated in 1967 as a uh, nonprofit recreational, I don't know, 501c3 or some such thing. Um, and so we do have a good bit of credibility and some oversight, uh, but the, the website will give you lots of information. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, and then also the uh, the bulletin. So um, I you know I look forward to reading the bulletin every month. Could you you know let some people know about what the type of info that's on that? Yes, um, we have. Well, let me go back just one minute to our website. Also has a photo gallery, which shows hikes we've done and we're doing, and just beautiful scenes in nature. And that's not specifically in the bulletin, but the bulletin does have photos every month. And it has um, information on whom to contact for different issues. There's a new member person who's just a wealth of information and she's delighted to speak or correspond with anybody who's interested in becoming a member. Um, there's information on who's on the board of directors, who's the president, what the president's duties are, um, the vice president, the hike coordinator, that type of information. Um, it it's, provides lots of information and you can get to it through that website. Yes. And something else that I also saw on the bulletin was that you guys do, I'm not sure if it's yearly, but it's out of state camping trips, things like that. Uh, how does that work? You know, if someone's interested in doing something like that? Well, we have a member, a longtime member who has for, I don't know, the last 10 or 15 years uh, organized out of state hiking trips and people can sign up for them. And some people like to camp, some people like to rent houses, some people prefer to stay in hotels. So we're usually relatively close to a city. Um, this summer, they're next, actually this month, this is July, um, later this month, they're going to Crested Butte in Colorado. And I think there are 40 some people signed up for that. And the limit was put um, lower than a normal number because of COVID, because some years we've had 75 or more people uh, sign up for the trip. Now, we've gone many places. Of course, we've been to the Grand Canyon. We've been to Glacier Park, Yosemite the Cascades, uh, just so many. Oh, the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee, Acadia in Maine, um, just many different places. And people make, hikers make suggestions to this guide uh, who is currently our chief guide. Uh, and then he takes the suggestions into consideration and decides where to go in the following summer. Everybody's responsible for their own housing and their own food, but there are many organized hikes uh, during that week. Mm, yeah, I'm sure that's a great way for everyone to just meet each other and you know take the family out, just a mini vacation and 
see right. some great sights. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a wonderful opportunity. Mm. So which which uh, was your favorite if you've been to any of the out of states? Oh, I've been to several of them. And I think my favorite was probably Rocky Mountain National Park. We first stayed three or four days on the west side of the park and then three or four days on the east side of the park wow. so that we had many different hiking opportunities. We saw elk, we saw moose, we saw just so much wildlife and just nature's beauty. Yeah, and you know, Arizona has a lot of great places too. What, what would you say is a few of your favorite lo local places to go out and just hike and sightsee? Well, um, the Santa Rita Mountains provide a lot of beauty and it's an hour's drive south of us. Uh, I've hiked up to Mount Wrightson a few times. There are many different peaks in that area. And for years, I was what we call a peak bagger. So I wanted to get to the top of every mountain peak in Southern Arizona. Um, and that provided just so many opportunities. Now, of course, I pretty much grew up in Tucson coming here when I was 15. But I had been to Nogales, to northern Mexico many times, or several times. But I had never seen the beauty of southern Arizona until I joined the hiking club. And I think one of my favorite mountain ranges is the Tumacacaris down south of Green Valley. Mm -hmm. um, just driving by them on I-19, they look pretty. But when you get into that area, it's absolutely gorgeous. Wow, yeah, it's definitely something I'm going to have to try out. Um, yeah, I remember one of the very first ones that me and uh, my girlfriend Jennifer, uh, one of the hiking on with you guys, I'm not sure which canyon it was, but it was the, uh, the Moonlight Night Hike, and that one was amazing. Yes, there are several of those. They go up to Blackett's Ridge sometimes. And yeah, that's a that very steep, is that it? Yeah, it's, a, it's only a six mile hike, but it's steep. Mm -hmm. And moonlight uh, is, it's necessary. Yeah. Uh, there's so much scree on the trail that it's so easy to slip and slide, um, but it's just beautiful. They also do one out in the, I should say, we also do one out in the Tucson mountains to um, Wasson Peak in the moonlight in the wintertime. Uh, and that's another really beautiful area. Oh, wow. Yeah, just so many different places to, to go out and hike. Um, for, so my next question was for people that, you know, you know, have busy schedules and things. Everyone has just a different type of schedule. Um, you know, do you guys do night hikes often or most of them in the morning time? I know it's very difficult with the heat. Uh, most of our hikes all year long are morning hikes um, or many of them are all day hikes as well. But uh, there are a few guides who like to do the evening hikes and the more attendees they get, then the more the more interest that's shown, the more they offer. So um, it's a great way to see things in the nice moonlight. And there's a little different feel about an evening hike than a morning hike. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's there. They're very nice. Um, and then another question that I had is uh, right now, obviously, you know, we're in, you know, during we're getting out of it now, you know, things are opening up. But like myself, I joined during, you know, not peak, but during the pandemic time when everything was shut down. 
um, how did you guys adjust? How did, did you have to completely shut down the hikes? Uh, were you having to put a cap? Um, you know, so I know you guys do a lot of meetups for carpooling. Right. Uh, how did right. you handle all of that? Well, um, when the shutdown came in March, uh, our board met late in March, I think it was, and agreed that we could not have hikers out. We could not be responsible for hikers out there. So we had, I think, no hikes in April. And then at some point in May, we met again and decided that we could have hikes uh, with no carpooling involved. Typically, we meet at a designated spot. Everybody figures out who's going to drive and who's going to ride, and they get to the, the point of trailhead. But um, we decided no carpooling. Everybody would have to drive themselves to the trailhead, which provided parking problems then, of course, with so many cars. Uh, there would be social distancing. Uh, everyone had to wear a mask at the trailhead. Uh, and there, was no, there were no sign-up sheets at the trailhead. So we had to call the guide in advance. Uh, hikes were limited to 10 hikers. And we had to call the guide in advance and reserve a spot. If the 10 spots were already taken, we could be put on a waiting list in case somebody canceled. Uh, and we did that for a long, long time. I don't remember when we finally opened up to uh, very, just went back to the normal hiking, but it's been very recent, only a couple months. Yeah, yeah, I think I got the email maybe about, like you're saying, about a couple months or a month ago saying that, you know, things are gonna start going back to normal and certain guides will still, you know, be allowed to have their caps if they wanted to. Right, and actually any guide can cap a hike, any hike, at a certain number, at his requested number. Yes. Right. Awesome, awesome. And then so, so you guys were doing that, and now that's all done with. So anyone, you know, if there's 20, 30 people that want to do a hike, that'll be okay? Right. Um, there are restrictions. I think it's National Forest has, I don't know, 15 or 18 members, a lot, I mean, hikers at one time. And so we abide by those restrictions. But we also um, expect the guide to know how many are allowed on any given hike. And sometimes, um, like a, specifically in Sabino Canyon, where it's so close and we have so many people hike in Sabino, especially in the winter, um, if 30 people show up for a hike, then we'll uh, ask another guide who's on the hike to separate. So we'll separate into two separate two different yeah, so everyone head out everyone go right. out and, and enjoy the enjoy this the uh sites exactly uh let's see. um i think that's um that's really all the questions i had um yeah i'm not sure if you want if you guys have a uh a social media or if it's just the website where you you know you guys oh. like to post pictures and send people to and anything like that we have a Facebook site, okay. um, Southern Arizona Hiking Club, and uh, we have one person who um, monitors that site and uh, posts on it, and it provides information also. More often than not, it provides pictures of hikes that have been completed and what people liked and what they did. Um, beautiful pictures out in nature. Um, right now, streams and lakes are so pretty to see, and mountains always. Sometimes 
um, some wildlife, whatever shows up. Yes, yes. Okay, so everyone uh, go visit their Facebook page and right. their uh, the website and go ahead and try out. You said they have, uh, they could either get a temporary pass or a, you know, like a trial pass. Um, right. We have, we suggest that people can hike on three different occasions without just as a guest, just trying it out. Then there's the $10 one month if they're just here for a month or something and want to become a member. Um, and then our yearly rate is $25. Um, and that will get you as many hikes as you want. Um, I think I mentioned that we have 44 guides. We also have been averaging 88 hikes a month. Yeah, yeah. so guides do about maybe four or five different hikes a day, right? On some minimum. days, yes, yes. Um, right, yeah, Monday yeah, and so Wednesday are real. From. Right, and all the different levels <laughs> as well. That's right, that's right. There's something for everybody. So definitely go try it out. Yes, yes. All right, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, Pat. We really appreciate it. It's my pleasure.